What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name's Faith, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I am so excited to have you here with me today. I have the honor and privilege of having a guest, but before I bring her in, I would like to remind you that you can listen to this podcast everywhere that you listen to podcasts, and you can stay up to date with everything going on if you follow me on Instagram. So head over to Instagram and find me at Enjoy the Sass. That's the best place to keep up with everything going on on the podcast and in my life. So I'd love to see you over there. Now, I'm really excited for this episode and the series of episodes that we're going into. So without further ado, let's bring in my co-host, Carissa. Hi. Welcome back to the podcast. It's good to be back. I'm excited to have you. Um, I'm excited to be here. This is a lot of fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. Honestly, if you haven't listened to my episode with Carissa that came out earlier this year, episode 504, go check it out because it's really awesome. We had a really amazing conversation and we're switching it up this time. Um, so Carissa, why don't you tell everyone why we're here? We are here because it is the 15th anniversary of the Hunger Games. Ooh. We are here to talk about the books, the audiobooks, the movies, and everything in between. So I'm super excited. I am too. I am too. If you've never read The Hunger Games or you want to follow along with this series, I think, Carissa, you read them on Kindle? Yeah, I read them on Kindle. They are actually on Kindle Unlimited right now, so they're completely free if you have that subscription service. Amazing. Well, I mean, free subscription service, whatever. Yes. But yes. uh, So if you want to follow along, I think, uh, what's our episode structure going to look like? Um, We are going to, so this first episode that we're recording right now is going to be, we're going to chat through kind of initial thoughts and where we were when we read the books the first time, you know, just kind of do an introduction to the series and the movies and all the things and answer some fun questions. And then the next episode that will come out, we'll actually dive into the first book and movie and then carry on from there, leading up to the 15th anniversary, which is in September. Yes. So this is going to be a summer fun series where we're just talking all things Hunger Games, and we'll throw in you know some regular episodes throughout the summer as well. But I'll have Carissa here with me to talk through the books and the movies and the audio books and all the things, um, just you know, just for a fun little revisit. Because who doesn't love that? So. If you want to follow along, you can read them on Kindle Unlimited right now, or if you are a diehard and you had the books growing up, maybe dust off, dust them off and read them. Or if you're like me and you're an audiobook person, I got them on Libby pretty easily. I love the Libby app. You can get any book and audiobook as long as you have a library card. So maybe get a library card and then you're set for life, honestly, with books. So you can read them any way that you want to. The movies are currently on Hulu. I believe so, yes. 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 They're on Hulu, so that's where I have been watching them. Um, so, Or, unfortunately, I don't have the DVDs. I thought I had them, but I don't. Who has DVDs anymore? Listen, I love a DVD, okay? <laughs> I, I recently, like last week, I bought three movies on DVD from Goodwill, because you can't find them on streaming services anymore. That's fair. Like, how often... Well, I'm just going to expose myself. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, well, how often do you want to watch Shark Tale, and you can't find it anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> You'd fail a valid point. Valid See? Point. See? Or my friends are like, let's watch Pitch Perfect. 
now it's on um, Netflix right now, but most of the time you can't find it anywhere. And it's, so like, it's only here for like temporarily, I'm sure. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. It's going to disappear again with the licensing and all the things. All the so things. I, I have yet to find the Hunger Games at Goodwill as far as like DVDs go. But when I do, I will have them and I'll be happy about it because I love a DVD. There's just something about it. You're giving massive holiday vibes right now. Yeah. You know, the, remember the movie of the holiday? Yes. She's got the big giant DVD yes. collection because she yes. does the she trailers. She does the trailers? Yes. Yes. I always thought that was such a cool job. That, yeah. I had some friends who did that and I always thought it was really neat. You should yeah. do that. That would be, be great really at cool. that job. Yeah, it would. Wow. Okay. If anyone knows anyone who does trailers and wants to hit me up, I would love to live out my Cameron Diaz dreams. <sighs> Anyways, let's just, we're talking Hunger Games. Carissa, tell me. What are we talking about with this? So we're probably going to, let's just start off with our, like our, our, our quick little. Quick questions. Quick questions, right? Yes. Okay. I'll ask you and then you ask me and we'll go from there. Okay. Perfect. Uh, team PETA or Team Gale? Oh gosh. I've been thinking about this the entire time since we like, we're going to answer this question. <laughs> Honestly, I'm Team PETA. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I just feel like he brings out the best things in Katniss. In a lot of ways, but also there's part of me that's team Gale sometimes too. And especially with this revisit, like half the time I was like, man, I love PETA. And then the other times I was like, dang, I love Gale. And then by the end of this journey of reading and listening and watching, I'm like, I am team PETA. Like, I don't like Gale most of the time. Fascinating. Yeah. I feel like he's manipulative. What about you? So I'm Team Gale. Okay. Are you Team Gale in the books or the movies? Both. Okay. And here's okay. and here's the reason why. You don't really get a chance to see Gale and Katniss's relationship really shine and what it could have been True. until like book two. Yes. So they have this whole backstory and you can kind of lead up into that in book one. But in book two, this is the catching fire. This is the one when, when mm-hmm. we're like, we have to, this is when Katniss realizes that she can lead a rebellion. Yeah. And she can be a symbol. Yes. And it's not PETA who gets her there. Mm. It's Gail. Okay. Okay. And the entire time, Gail has been, he's 100% behind this idea of we're going to usurp the entire yeah. authority of Pan Am, and we're going to win, and we're going to fight, and it's going to be good. Okay. Um, Valid. He's with her during the entire time that she's shooting those propos. Yeah. He's, he is her rock and her foundation. Yes. PETA is her comforter. Yeah. But as far as the person that she leans on the most for her most internal ideological like identity pieces, mm. that's Gail. Okay, hundred percent. So okay. I am Team Gail all the way. Gotcha. Yeah. I I like your or I like your reasoning. Okay. So I can respect. I'm not. It. I'm not going to be disowned for not being Team. Never. Peter. Never. I don't know how everybody else will feel about that, but it's okay. Well, you can come for chime me. Chime in in the comments. It'll be fine. Chime <laughs> in, in the comments. All right. Uh, book one, two, or three. Book two. Yeah. Book two. Catching Fire, for sure. My book two. I think I have the most distinct memories of reading book two. I remember shutting myself in my room over Christmas vacation in college and reading. Like, I think I had half the book left. And I just went to my room. They're making Christmas cookies upstairs. And I went and I finished the book. And I came up a couple of hours later. And everyone was like, where have you been? Air. Yeah. They were like, where have you been? I was like, I was finishing this book like 
that's what I was doing. (laughs) So I have the most distinct memories of that book. Also, I just, I don't like Katniss in book one. I don't think anyone actually likes Katniss in book one. She's a teenager. She's annoying. She's moody. All the things. (laughs) All the things a teenager would be. All the teenagers things. But in book two, she... Also, I just love the dynamic of like more more characters are being introduced, more of the world is being built. Okay, yeah. Um, obviously, it's the most like that the quarter quell. That's so intense. Like that is a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think I have learned I'm such like a visual person, and I can picture that book the most of all of them. Okay, um, that tracks. And I just enjoy that aspect of it as well. She does use a lot more imagery in her yes. language and how she's writing in book two than she mm-hmm. did in book one. So that's yeah. an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Book one, two or three? I'm book two. Okay. Why? Mostly because I'm a nerd and book one annoys me because yeah. there's a mixed use of contractions and I it's guess. told in second person or first, or it's told in first person. Mm-hmm. Present tense. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. my, my grammar is a, I need to have not brushed it off recently. Yeah. But it it doesn't flow well and it's frustrating. Yeah. And I get annoyed. It's and choppy. It's choppy. And it honestly, it makes a really great movie. Yeah. It is written perfectly yeah. to set up a movie. Yeah. And then book three, I feel like she just had a deadline and yeah. she had to finish it up. And instead of tying everything up in a nice neat tidy bow, she tied everything up in a nice messy bow. Yeah. So I would say book two for sure is my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I agree right. with you in there. Okay. Next. Uh, movie one, two, three, or four. I don't know if that counts. I don't know if it counts either, but it's definitely movie two also. I'm Catching Fire is my favorite of the three. Okay. And of the four movies. Okay. It's pretty, again, it's visual. The mm-hmm. arena is just insane. You mm-hmm. get to see different aspects of the Capitol in book two and in movie two. Um, it's less about the glitz and glam of the capital, and it's more about like the societal politics like, politics yeah. of the capital, which is crazy because I hate politics. So like <laughs> the fact that like I like that aspect of this book is and movie is interesting, but also you get to see more of the relationships of the people, and then again bringing in more of the characters. Finnick and Johanna and like all of those I guys. I love Finnick and Johanna. Me too. A lot. And Wyrus and Beatty. Like you bring in all of these characters who I loved in the book and you put them in the movie and it's just, it adds so, it enhances it so much. Also, it's the most aesthetically pleasing cinematography of the, of okay. the movies for me. I just love the way that it's shot and the way that it looks. I learned little trivia fact that all of the arena scenes were filmed on IMAX for a book two or for a yeah, movie two for movie two. I don't know if movie three, I didn't look too much into that trivia yet to be completely honest with you at this phase. I have yet to finish those two movies, um, but it's fine. So it's the prettiest to me. The arena is so that just like the whole clock and you know, that whole thing is just so visually stunning that I just love it. I just love it. So what about you? Book movie one, two or three or four or four. Did, yeah. Um, 3. I don't know. Just three, <laughs> 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. Movie 
three, part two. Yes. I would say movie one. Okay. And the reason why is um, when the, f- the first time that I read The Hunger Games, mm-hmm. my immediate thought after finishing it was like, this is an okay book. I don't yeah. understand the hype, but it would make a great movie. Yeah. And so to see that actually happen and to come to life and to see the choices that were made as far as casting and, and all the mm-hmm. rudder mm-hmm. um was really cool. The yeah. other thing, too, that I like about it is the contrast between what Katniss comes from and what the capital is. Mm, yeah. And it's, it's very clear, very, very clear. stark. And so it does, to me, it does a good job setting it up. Yeah. And then it's just, I love a good introduction. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a good introduction to something, yeah. you're, setting, you're setting everybody else up for failure. Right. So you can't have movie two be as amazing as it was if movie one didn't have at least some substance. And it, they Completely. did a great job of yeah. taking a book that I didn't think was a great quality of a book yeah. and turning it into a movie that actually had something to give you and tell you. And yeah. then like molding that story into yeah. something that actually works on, on screen. Yeah. So. Nice. All right. I love uh, that we differ. Favorite supporting character in the book. Oh, gosh. In the book. Hmm. In book one or any of the books? Any of the books. Oh. And it doesn't have to necessarily be your favorite book. Okay. Honestly, gosh, I don't know. Can you answer first? <laughs> you want me to answer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, because I could go a few different directions. So I'm trying to think who it might be. Okay. Do you have an answer off the top? I have an answer. Okay. I love Petrarch. Okay. And I love his contrast to Hamish. Ah, oh, uh-huh. So you got this... Heavensby? Yes. Heavensby? Heavens- okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So he's very political. He's not the one... He's the he's a kingmaker. Yeah. He's the one behind the scenes, mm-hmm. moving all the chess pieces. Mm-hmm. He has no interest in being on mm-hmm. the chessboard. He just mm-hmm. wants to move the pieces around yeah. and know that he has that kind of control. Yeah. Versus Hamish is over here. He's grown up... His entire life has been... The Hunger Games. It has been everybody dying, mm-hmm. and then he gets to step into this role of mentoring Katniss and Peeta, mm-hmm. and so he knows how to play the politics, but he's doing it to save her. Mm. But Petrarch is doing it to kind of save the entire country, mm-hmm. and so when you can level that up, mm. and then the dialogue between him and Katniss, mm-hmm. and how he has to his uh, the character itself and the understanding of human nature that he mm. possesses mm-hmm. he is the only one in the entire series that has any clue what's actually going on with people mm. and it's because he's so dialed in yeah to 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 who people are okay internally yeah um and what humanity has to offer yeah that he's just he's always tweaking something yeah so, i don't know i he's think he's a great really a addition game maker at heart yeah okay wow okay i love that um, I think my answer remains, well, it's not what I thought it was going to be, but I love Katniss's prep team. Okay, the whole team. The whole team. Okay. I love their dynamic. It's one of the things about the movies that I wish they could have had time for because it gives miscongeniality but it also gives, like, <laughs> I don't know what else it gives. I mean, it gives Hunger Games, mm-hmm. right? It's the contrast of the haves and the have-nots and then the people in the middle. And they're the people in the middle. They live in the capital, but they work in the capital, mm-hmm. right? That's true. And also just their dynamic with the character that Katniss is in the books, I love. And I reading them this time, I was like, man, I really love those characters. Like they just are a fun dynamic that carries through all of the all of the books. 
because they're there for all of them in different ways in each one, but they're there through it all. Yeah. And so I just think like their relationship evolves over the course of the books. And I just love that. Now, do we have this flipped for the the movies? Yes. For the movies. Yeah. So who's your favorite uh, supporting character in the movies? I love Finnick. Yeah. Finnick is one of my favorite characters. Okay. I feel like I Finnick love, needs his own, like, he needs his own spin-off series. Yes, of some kind. he needs his own something. Um, I love the pull that he is for Katniss because mm-hmm. there's like just enough of an intrigue in the beginning to be like, oh, he's something. And then the more you get to know him, I feel in the book you get it, but mm-hmm. in the movie you see it more, especially. Well, and we'll talk about it more when we get to that movie, but especially in the quarter quell when he first proves that he is an ally for Katniss. Yeah. That moment of him being like, we are, we are in this together yeah. with nothing else to it. It's just like a simple, like, no, we're in this. Yeah, and it's you such know? a stark contrast from where Katniss and Peta were. Exactly. Where she was constantly like questioning yes. what his motives, motivations yes. were for being Yes, like and she she has that moment in the book, right, where she's like about to go to mm-hmm. pull the arrow, and he's like, yo, I'm just, I'm trying to revive your man here, you know? <laughs> and And in the movie, they show that a little bit, but just... The more I watched the movie, the and even read the book too, I was like, "Gosh, I really love Finnick. Like, I just love his character. He's set up to be a character you don't like, right? Because he's a career, and because you know he's, he's got like, an attitude. He's got an he's attitude. Like, he's the he's couple, a super pretty the, boy with exactly, all the confidence. And, exactly. Yeah. But behind all of that, underneath all of those layers, is a really just a guy who gave up everything for someone he loved. Yeah. And that is beautiful yeah. to me. So also he is beautiful. Also he is beautiful. We so, have, yes. you know, we love that. But, 100%. <laughs> but his character, beautiful. What about you? What about, who's your favorite in the movie? Who's my favorite in the movie? Oh, goodness. I'm not even sure that I have a favorite in the movie because I don't like how they, they portrayed Petrarch in the movies. Uh-huh. Um, it just felt a little too cringy and a little too slimy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I tell you what, I'll give you two people that I feel like they they left these characters out of the movie, uh huh, and then they didn't because these two people were like really important to who Katniss is. Yes, that we talked about in the book, and not into any depth, but yeah. it was still yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is Madge, yes, and her father, yes. We have so much backstory about her dad that yes. we never get in the movie. Yeah, and you just so see like those, like couple those of are flashbacks. the two, yeah, yeah. Those are the two characters that. We could have had more flashbacks. We could have had more conversation. Like yes. we could have had the. I don't even in the in the movies. Do they talk about the relationship of Peta's dad and Katniss's mother? No, at all. At all. No. Like no. star-crossed lovers. Like, are we kidding? We yeah. didn't even address this. Yeah. That's yeah. So that made yeah. me upset a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I one of my notes that I had on the book versus the movie is that Madge is not. In there. She's a fundamental part. She's the reason Katniss has the the pin pin. in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I understand changing the story because too much exposition and that adds a whole nother character and yada. But then we lose the history of the pin. We lose the history because then it's just like, oh, it's just Just another pin. It's just another token. And it becomes a symbol. No, the symbol itself has meaning. Yeah. 
Yeah, I that was one of my huge notes. So I'm glad you said Madge because yeah, that and that gave Katniss a friend who wasn't a boy too. Yeah, because every other relationship that she has, even her relationship with any her prep any team, other intimate relationship, intimate relationship, not, she has relationships with. Ify, um, yeah. she has relationships, or Effie, Prim. she has relationships with Prem and like her, her mother and yeah. or her, her team, but every other female friendship. Yeah. She does not have. That's the only one. And that's the only point. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? Which district would you live in? Honestly, I don't think I'm cut out to live in a district. <laughs> You're just going to live underground in District 13? <laughs> in 13, or I'm just going to be in the capital. Yeah, I'm just gonna be a little capital girl, because I just don't think I am cut out for coal mining or lumber or I don't know whatever the other ones are. Fishing, your girl is a city girl, and there's yeah. just no there's no if ands or buts about it. I don't know. I remember taking one of those quizzes back in the day. Oh yeah, and I think I was in District Seven. What's District Seven? District Lumber and Paper. Yeah, I mean. Whoa. What? Okay. I just realized I work for a print shop, right? <laughs> so that Accurate. makes sense. Yeah. So I guess I could be in District 7. You can work in District 7. I could That'd work in good. District 7. That'd be cool. I'd have to go with District 3. Okay. What's District 3? Uh, technology and electronics. Okay. Yeah. That I makes sense. work for a she's software a company. Tech. So she's like, a tech girl. Yeah. They need words too. They need, they need them. Yeah. Yeah. Either District 7 or... The capital. I'm going to be in the capital. Okay. So what was your first encounter with Hunger Games, reading the series through each book? What was your first encounter with the movies? Like, where were you in life? Yeah. Who is Faith? Who is Faith? 2008. 2008. Faith was still in high school. Um, I was. I graduated from high school in 2011. So that's the time frame that we're in. I was like in 10th grade or something. The first encounter I had with the books was my cousin Liz is a librarian. Okay. She, so she's always recommending books. And back then she was like, there's these books. Y'all need to read them. Well, she didn't say y'all cause she's from Wisconsin. So she probably <laughs> said, you guys need to read these books. You guys. You guys need to read these books. And it was the hunger games. And I was like, okay, I'll get to those eventually. <laughs> eventually was my sophomore year of co- Freshman, sophomore year of college. So okay. 2011, 2012. I read the books right before the movies came out. I saw the trailer for the first movie and was like, oh, I have to read the books before these come out. So I did. Mm-hmm. I read them all. I think I listened to the first one because it was not available at the library okay. at the time. That was where we were at. No Kindles. Is that the first time you started like listening to books on tape? or? Oh, no. Okay. I've been an audiobook girl since my dad and I would listen to Lord of the Rings in the car oh, on CD. Fine. Okay, yeah. books on tape. I'm books dating on myself. tape. No, <laughs> it was it was books on tape on CD. Like okay. that was the, the audio- brand. C- yeah. Was books on tape, right? Okay, yeah. Okay. That's Someone fact from. check that, but I'm 90% sure. Okay. So, I I've been an audiobook fan. I listened to Little Women on cassette tape on a road trip to Wisconsin. How Fun. That was like you could rent the cassettes or rent, borrow the cassettes from the library with a cassette player. And I listened to Little Women on a road trip on our way to Wisconsin. So that is, I have always been an audiobook fan. Now it has slowly become a necessity with how much I drive 
and how much I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. And also I have found, honestly, I will forget that I have a TV sometimes and I will be like cleaning the kitchen, you know, doing stuff around the house and I'm listening to my audiobook because I would rather do that than like watch TV sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So these books, I listened to the first one. I think I I know it for a fact I read the second one because, again, I trapped myself in my room and read it like half the book over Christmas break. And then I read the third one. So I read them all back to back to back as quickly as I could because the movies were coming out. And then I watched the movies. I'm sure I saw them in theaters. I can't remember, but I'm sure I did. And then I remember distinctly watching the first one with my family when it came out on DVD and my mom being like, what is this? Yeah. Once they got to the Hunger Games and like all of the chaos starts happening, she was like, what are we watching? Oh, no. Yeah. I, I distinctly it's remember. Terrifying. It's terrifying. It's scary. So that is like freshman, sophomore year faith was reading the books and watching the movies very close together. Okay. Because I wanted to read the books before the movies came out because I was like, this is, I remember my cousin telling me about these books and I just never read them for some reason. So that's, that's my journey with the books and why I'm an audiobook girl versus a reading girl. Okay. Um, that so what about you? Where was Carissa back then? Um, where was I back then? So I was working at the library. Okay. And the first book we had, and I didn't really have an interest in it so much. Um, but I saw that it was like, it was getting checked out a lot. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I should read this. And I was, oh, it's really great. And so then when the next, when the subsequent books came out, I had an opportunity to, you aren't supposed to, because they don't <laughs> want you spoiling anything. Yes. But when the second and the third books came out, I got to read those like before they hit the shelves. Okay. Um, you had arcs before they I were arcs. I did, but I had arcs before they were arcs. So it was a lot of fun being able to tell, you know, my friends who were really into it. Really pay attention in this chapter. This is really interesting. <laughs> um, you were spoiling it without spoiling I was, it. I was spoiling it without spoiling. But to, for me, it was it was really cool to be able to kind of help guide them through these books yeah. from a different perspective. Because yeah. they're sitting in it, especially my younger friends who were still in high school and still yeah. like, they're, they're in the throes of being 15 and 16 year olds. Right. And they're, they're like, they're more in Katniss's shoes than I am. Right. And so being able to say... Pay attention to this chapter mm. because I knew what was going on in their life. Uh huh. There was there was a, a friend of mine that I actually was working with at the time, um, and you know they were a student. I was a full time employee, and so like there was a, a mentorship happening, mm. and I was able to tell her, you know, hey, why don't you, when you're reading this book, pay attention to these chapters because mm. I knew like she mm. was she was struggling with like some issues that she's having with her mom, and yeah, there's a whole thing. But yeah. it was so like there there were some cool moments there where because I got to read it in advance. There is some later impact. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. But as far as seeing the movies are concerned, I honestly cannot remember. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember if we saw them in theaters. I don't remember if uh, we had DVDs. Yeah. I don't. Got them from like family video. I remember. Blockbuster. So I I do remember watching them for the second time. Okay. I was house sitting for someone uh-huh. who had like five dogs. Okay. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, they had it pulled up, uh, recorded on their TV. Ah, all, all, on the, the all of the DVR, yeah, something to that effect. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I watched through all of them like nice. in a weekend. Nice. Um, so I do remember that. Oh, and also the Twilight series at the same time. Okay. Nice. Yeah. But yeah. So that was that was 
That's the encounter that I remember. I can't say I actually remember going to the movie theater. I can't either, but it feels like at the time I was going to the movies a lot. I know, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I can't remember, but I distinctly remember watching the first one at home with my family for like Friday night movie night. Oh, gosh. And my mom being like, what is this? I remember the aftermath. Yeah. Of like everyone thinking it was amazing. Yeah. And then... um, the braids. Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence like blowing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then everyone, yeah, everyone was obsessed with braids. Everybody was obsessed with, you know, bow and arrow hunting. Yes. And, yes. Um, yeah. The Mockingjay. Yeah. All that. Yeah. 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 It's definitely one of those movies slash book series that was like, not before its time, but kind of, because I feel like. The same kids who are reading Hunger Games are the ones who are reading Twilight. But mm-hmm. Twilight just was so much bigger of a thing, I feel like. And to me, it wasn't because I've never, I still have never read or watched Twilight. Really? Yeah. Fascinating. Fun fact, fun fact about Faith. Yeah, never still. Okay. But I remember the Hunger Games. Again, I came to them in college. So the kids who would have read them when we were in high school mm-hmm. were also reading Twilight and doing all of that, but I didn't have that exposure. So it felt like a, a different thing, but it really is like the same generation of people, you right. know? So it is interesting to think about like in today's day and age of book talk and, you know, social media, yeah. like blowing up these books, what would have happened if a book like the hunger games had come out? Today. Now. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. You know, crazy. Yeah. It's fun to think about, but I also am like, I don't know. This dystopian <laughs> YA trend yeah. that happened. Yeah. I, I have some theories and I haven't done any like serious research into whether or not this might be true. Well, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Not serious research. I've, I've dug in a little bit about what some numbers are. One of the things that I remember in high school and especially during this time period, um, school drills, Mm. were a thing, mm. especially lockdown drills. Mm. And it wasn't that we were afraid of adults. Mm. Yeah, We were afraid of the other kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I sometimes wonder if this wasn't a direct commentary. Mm. of, And the reason why it blew up was because the identification of like... Yeah, your peers. Your peers and like, I'm going to have to fight to survive. Yeah. And that, that trigger that we're all kind of experiencing collectively. Yeah. Um, every time we have to go through one of these drills. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the fear that gets broadcast on TV. Mm. Yeah. Wow. You know, Columbine was in 99. And then like, as we're all coming into high school, coming right. of age. These things These are things happening. are starting to really yeah. like root into who we are. And yeah. that's such a malleable time in our lives yeah. that sh- shape who we are in our right. identity for the rest of it. Yeah. That if we don't have something that we can't, that can't articulate the feelings that we're feeling yeah. on our behalf, we don't know how to sit with those. Yeah. So I think Hunger Games came at an appropriate time yeah. to help a generation of kids yeah. who were traumatized mm. deal with what they were feeling right. because they saw these people and they saw these kids and yeah. like, who were just oh, like them. Yeah. They're dealing with that. They're yeah. dealing with PTSD. Mm. They're dealing with all of these things yeah. that yeah. like they're afraid. Um, trying to figure out if they're on their other friend or not. Yeah. Trying to figure out if they can survive or not. Right. Like, Liking boys. 
Yeah. All the things. All the things. Yeah. At the same time that they're dealing with this traumatic yeah. impression that they're... Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's... So, I don't know. Just a thought. This is why you're here. Because <laughs> I don't think this way. I don't think this way. I, we, I literally said earlier, I am in it for the entertainment. Books are an escape for me. Which speaks to that point. It does. Th- this is... This is poignant because it's what I'm going through in my life, but it's happening to someone else. Yeah. You someone know? who can articulate what they're feeling. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because it's crafted by an adult. But, right. you know. <laughs> but an adult who gets it. An adult who gets it because they probably went through it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, wow. This is why you're here. <laughs> this is why I am like, I'll, I'll bring the fun. I'll bring the fun and the sass and Krista will bring all the facts. And 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 the the heavy stuff. The heavy stuff. (laughs) That is also important. That is also important. I do not want to diminish that because it is important. So I'm glad that you're here. Do we have any other questions? What are what Um, are we thinking? I don't know. So but one of the things, what are what are some of the things that you most enjoyed about the movies? Uh Uh-huh. Just from a cinematic perspective. Okay. I loved being the contrast between the districts and the capital. I love like a good not black and white because it's not black and white, but kind of that like stark contrast between the two. Okay. I loved being able to see that. I also love Effie so much more <laughs> watching the movies and seeing her. And also, again, I'm halfway through part one of Mocking Jay and seeing her contrast from her evolution through the movies really made me appreciate her more as a character because I was seeing the emotion, seeing mm-hmm. the visual of like what her character, who you think is just this like do to do fluffy little capital robot to like, no, she's a, she's actually a human. Yeah. <laughs> and really all she wants is the best for everyone. So fun fact. Yes. Um, my hairstylist is friends with the hairstylist of Evie's wigs. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that's little, so cool. I love that. That's amazing. Seven, what was it? Uh, seven. Something degrees. Of degrees of Kevin degrees. Bacon. Yeah. 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 Something Love that. that. Yeah, yeah. Love that. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So her probably her character, the visual of that, but also using that as a contrast between the districts and the capital. Um and just the the stark dichotomy of the two. I really liked being able to see on screen. That's probably one of my favorite things about the books going to movies mm-hmm. is seeing that. What about you? Um, I can't really speak to cinematic. Sure. Cause I'm not a film major. <laughs> I am, however, an English nerd. So as far as the books concerned, what I, what I appreciated about Suzanne Collins and her as an author mm-hmm. is being able to watch her like, Grow. And her writing style, mm. like, shift a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because she got new editors, if it's just because all of a sudden we have this book, you know, books are doing really well, so, like, we actually have something going on. Yeah. Um, but the the thing that I have a hard time with in her first book is she's talking about Katniss. Yeah. And Katniss is from District 12. And, of course, she has an education, but Katniss doesn't necessarily like to read. Yeah. And so she's using some of these larger-than-life verbiage speaking from a first-person perspective, mm. that doesn't that clashes with the character of who Katniss mm. is, right? Mm-hmm. And so then in book two, it feels like she's kind of got a little bit more grasp because she's got more people to work with, more characters yeah. to work with. She can 
explain things about who they are yeah. from Katniss's perspective and mm-hmm. then use in turn use their conversation, the characters um what's the word I'm looking for? Dialogue. Dialogue. Yep. The characters dialogue that, mm-hmm. to then speak through them. Yeah. As opposed to using Katniss's language uh-huh. to describe something. So yeah, there's there's moments where in the first book where it's like Katniss describes something as salacious, and I'm like, how the heck is Katniss gonna know what <laughs> the word know salacious what that means? means? <laughs> I'm like, I barely know what that I, means. <laughs> no, I used to did conversation earlier today, and now I'm like, did I actually did I actually know use that, that the correct <laughs> way? I don't know. <laughs> so right, cute. so yeah. like, how can Katniss over here, who's who 16. Were, who's sixteen years old from a district that is not privy to this kind of like language, right? Yeah, I mean, have yeah. have that style. So seeing seeing that evolve into something that yeah. is that she can work with was really helpful. Yeah, really cool. Um, I love that. So. Okay, that's how I feel. Love that. Final question before we wrap up this episode. I know that we are we're doing this on the back end, but what was slash is the thing that you most look forward to about revisiting these? Oh gosh. Yeah. I don't know. Can you go first? Sure. Um, I think I came into it with the same kind of perspective that I went into rereading Chronicles of Narnia with, which was I can pull things from those books as an adult that That's I would true. never have seen as a kid. Yeah. Or I mean, I read those as a true kid, like, right. you know, 10 years old, whatever. These I read in college, but faith in college is very different than faith at 30. Right. And so the things that I can get out of the books, the movies now are very different than what I was getting about them when I wasn't that far detached from that age. Right. Now it's like, that's like a lifetime ago. It's literally you know? half a lifetime half ago. To, half yeah. a lifetime ago is is what I was, you know, exposed to back then. And so um, I think for me, that was kind of the perspective that I went into it with is like, how is this going to differ from what it was like when I read these and watched these for the first time? Okay. That's, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would have to say that's probably, other than the entertainment factor yes. of like, just being able to rewatch the movies again yeah, and like fun. reread and it's just fun and yeah. entertaining and I I love I think for me I I've never taken the time to really dive into the backstory of right. Hunger Games itself of yes. like who Suzanne Collins is, um, which we did an audit of her website for a UX class and it was not a good time. So oh just boy, FYI. Oh boy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. SE. apologies. Um. <laughs> But yeah, being able to dive into that history a little yeah. bit of like the Greek mythology that it's founded yeah. on, um, what does that mean about democracy? Because you know mm. the Greek mythology in Athens, and yeah. this is Panem, which is based in the U.S. And like, yeah. where are those that 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 those pieces happening from like yeah. a literature perspective yeah. and a and a political perspective? Right. Um, really being able to have the context as yeah. an adult, to yeah, appreciate right. Where that's coming from, right? And what kind of commentary that Suzanne Collins, the author and the adult, is saying from a political perspective, right? Right. So, nice. Yeah. Again, this is why you're here, <laughs> <laughs> because again, that is not at all where my brain goes. So I love that your brain goes. This is going to be so places. much fun. I'm so I'm excited. excited, you guys. This is going to be a blast. This is going to be a fun summer. I'm really excited to dive into these books and movies even more. And Carissa will be here for all of it. Maybe we'll have some um, 
some other attendees in the episodes. You'll have to wait and see. I make no guarantees, but they may or may not show up. So just stick around. Stay tuned. As always, follow us on Instagram. Catch the episodes wherever you're listening to podcasts. Share them with your friends. If you have friends who are into books or into Hunger Games, share them with them. We'd love to have you all on this journey of our Hunger Games Revisited. So come hang out with us for the summer and then maybe stick around even longer. I would love that. Brissa, any final thoughts? <sighs> I suck at these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have there it, you folks. Have it. There you have it. I'm See excited. you next episode. <laughs> See you next time, guys. Bye. <laughs>